As you know, it's important to me that the supplements I recommend and use are of the highest quality. That's why I stock the Protocol for Life Balance product line at my online dispensary, drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. Protocol for Life Balance offers a wide range of professional grade products using ingredients backed by strong scientific research, including a new extra strength version of astaxanthin for immune, brain, and vision health. Astaxanthin 12 milligram extra strength. It's a naturally occurring carotenoid that plays an important role in cellular protection and healthy immune system responses. Astaxanthin has also been shown in clinical studies to promote normal cognitive function and may help to maintain a positive mood. In the eye, it helps to neutralize free radicals and manage eye strain due to computer usage. Astaxanthin 12 milligram extra strength is available at drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance. drhoffman.com slash protocol for life balance for more information and to order. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's a special pre-holiday edition of Q&A with Layla because as we go into the Labor Day holiday, we're about to commemorate the end of a great summer. Hopefully a great summer for you. It's a great summer for me and my family. And with us today is Layla Mutin, who is our resident nutritionist. Together we answer questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And how you doing, Layla? You prepared for uh, a big holiday bash? Yeah, well, not a bash, but just enjoying more beach time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the whole family, for me, gathering at the beach. Great. And so um, the uh, grandkids get to reunite after uh, their summer holidays, coming back from vacation. Lovely. And for one final fling before school begins next week. Oh, my goodness. School. Yeah, it's a whole new thing. So, Back new schools school. for uh, at least one of the kids. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Um, we have our usual questions, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about a subject that doesn't get a lot of attention, which is something called LP, little a, uh, which is kind of confusing because uh, apolipoprotein A. Yes, apolipoprotein A. Is a good a. thing. Uh-huh. That's a good thing as opposed to apolipoprotein B, which is a bad thing. Right. And this but, has to do cardiovascular risk. It's a blood test. You yeah. Can but lipoprotein A. Yeah, little a. Little right. a. Uh-huh. Is a is something else. Yeah. So let's, you, you, you actually did a podcast. I did a podcast. It's going to drop on September 8th. So um, the bottom line is lipoprotein little a is a bigger predictor of cardiovascular risk than LDL alone. Than just LDL alone. Than right? just LDL yeah. alone. It, so in other words, you could have an okay LDL. Yeah. And but if your LPA is very high, yes. high risk. Yeah. That's, and, a that's high not risk. a test that's ordinarily done. Right, right. Yeah. And I think more and more doctors are doing that, yeah. which is which finally is that's a good thing to happen. Now, a high lipoprotein little a has been a difficult nut to crack. They looked at stearic acid, which is a form of saturated fat, which is something I'm alluding to here. Difficult also, nut to crack from the standpoint of a diet. Because from a diet, it's, it's exactly. Not, it's not amenable to uh, the usual dietary methods. In other right. words, you want to go on a, like a vegan diet, maybe that'll lower your cholesterol. Yeah. But it doesn't help the LPA. No, it doesn't help the LPA. 
And things like vitamin C or carnitine have been looked at to help lower LP little a. Uh, it, it's kind of equivocal to the benefit being minimal. Now, what they're finding is there may be a role in saturated fat for cardiovascular disease reduction. Wait, so a, a yeah. paradoxical effect of, of saturated fat. In other yeah. words, that saturated fat may or may not, because many studies don't necessarily say that, but it, it, yeah. it's usually associated with cardiovascular risk. The more you take, the more your LDL goes up. What about right. LPA? LPA goes down in the setting of a higher saturated fat diet. Now, now here's here's a conundrum. Hold on. Everybody's talking about the Mediterranean diet. Mediterranean diet, the most healthful diet on the planet. Guess what? In the research, it shows that if you switch from, uh, if you if you move to a Mediterranean diet, it can increase lipoprotein little a. Now, I'm not talking about from a bad diet or a standard American diet or anything like that. It can lower LDL because every doctor is talking about lowering LDL, but Here's a conundrum. It can increase lipoprotein little a, which we just said at the outset of this podcast, may be a bigger predictor of cardiovascular risk mm -hmm. than LDL by itself, right? So what do we do about this? It may lower LDL, but it raises lipoprotein little a. And if they replace saturated fat with monounsaturated fat, as is a big constituent of the Mediterranean diet, Lipoprotein little a is high and LDL is lowered. So where is then, how is, how is the harm reduced? They're on, they've only been looking at LDL, and now we need to start looking at lipoprotein little a. However, in the setting of a high saturated fat, low carbohydrate diet, not a Mediterranean diet, which is moderate in carbohydrates. High saturated fat, low carb. Low carb diet. The LP little a goes down, and while the LDL may remain high or moderate, it is switched to a more large, fluffy, buoyant, desirable pattern A particle. Okay. So if you go on... Which, which may account yeah. for the equivocal effects yeah. of a low, I'm sorry, of a low-carb, high-saturated fat diet on cardiovascular disease where it doesn't make Where they're worse. only looking at LDL. Yeah. Or they see yeah. not only is LDL high, maybe it's gone higher. What they have not looked at is that that LDL becomes a more desirable particle. So even switching to Mediterranean, when you, when you substitute carbohydrates for the saturated fat, what happens is you get a, a more dense pattern B LDL and a higher lipoprotein little a. That is the actual bottom line. Mm -hmm. So if you remove the saturated fat and in its place use carbohydrates, you're going to get a smaller pattern B LDL particle and a higher lipoprotein little a. Okay. This should really put to bed the so-called cardiac prudent diet, yeah. which is a low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet. Right. It is not cardiac prudent. But there may be some individual variability. For, for, for some people, it may help, and for other people, not make a difference. Yeah. And for other people, maybe deleterious because too much carbs and starch uh, could drive their insulin up, which is another risk factor. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's probably kind of the way it... Yeah causes these derangements yep. in the dyslipidemia. So what I wanted to do, and I, I, I don't know whether you got the email, but I, I, it, 
I had just come yes. across uh, news of a trial of a new drug, and I believe the drug is being developed by Amgen. So call your stockbroker. Uh, <laughs> it, it's I. I think the Buy investigational drug now. Yeah, is Olpasaran, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's what's called a, an interfering RNA, mm. which interferes with the synthesis of LPA and dramatically drops it. Mm. Now, uh, what they have to see is long-term, will that drug reduce risk? Because there are things that change the, the lipid pattern. For example, drugs that raise HDL very nicely. Yeah. But they did not have an impact on cardiovascular well-being. Yeah. So they raised the HDL. That makes sense, right? No, HDL better ratio. But but in the end, they did not change what are called maces, which are major adverse cardiovascular events. Yeah. And that's what you want to see, or you want to see ultimately, you want to see reduced risk of dying. Yes. Maybe you're reducing heart disease deaths, but you're increasing deaths from another cause because of some unknown side effect of the drug. So we need longer-term trials of these drugs. Um, but this is—we're now at an era where we're, we've got pharmacological treatments that can dramatically lower cholesterol, dramatically mm-hmm. lower LDL, dramatically lower ApoB, which is the bad apolipoprotein. And now we have—and before that, you know, all these drugs didn't touch Apo. I'm sorry. LPA. Yes. And in fact, I think statins may somewhat raise them. PCSK9 drugs can somewhat lower them, but not significantly. Mm. You can, with these new antisense drugs, you can actually block out LPA to the point where it's like one-third or one-quarter of what it once was. So the cutoff generally is thought to be around 100. More than 100 is a risk. Yeah. Less than 100, you know, 60 or so is good. Um, So... I think we're, you know, unfortunately, I think this is not going to be uh, so much an exhortation to a diet change. Because, mm-hmm. by the way, if you read standard articles on LPA, yeah, notwithstanding what you said, which mm-hmm. is correct, because we have a little more, we're ahead of the curve and we look a little more nuanced way at this thing. Right. The dictum is that LP little a is not responsive to diet and lifestyle. Right. It just, it just is, it's totally genetic. And that's not correct, exactly. It's not correct, yeah. and that's where I take a deeper dive yeah. where I weigh yeah. in, which will drop everybody on September 8th. That's a Friday, as usual, okay. for my weighing in. So for your so, you know, the long, boring... Yeah, the, the, lo- the long, boring, detailed, all of that. No, I'm talking about because, the long, boring oh, weekend. No, no, the because lo- I've highlighted things that I talk about right. and... And, and no, uh, you're, 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 I'm not saying your article's boring. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. it's like if you're <laughs> bored on this long... You know, long uh, Labor Day weekend. You know, hopefully, you won't be. But you know, just if you've listen. had enough beach time, right? <laughs> it's like you know, the sunburn brings you inside, right? Um, just listen to that uh, podcast. Right. Okay, right. so good stuff. Yeah, thanks for uh, addressing that. Yeah, and uh, so uh, we have our, our usual questions, but I wanted to introduce a question that I got for my radio program. Yeah. And the way we work our radio program is we get live calls during the show, but we also have recorded calls. So people can call uh, 877-726-8255 during the week, and they can record a question. Mm-hmm. So if, you are prefer- if you're like illiterate and you can't write your question to uh, questions at dearhoffman.net, you just want to call in your question, or you just prefer that, and mm-hmm. you want to hear me answer your question on the radio program, 
877-726-8255. So we've got a lot of questions. One of the questions I didn't answer because it would have taken up the whole program and maybe a series of programs. Oh, yeah. It was too amorphous. Like, I had a question the week before, which was, uh, what's wrong with the American healthcare system? Oh, and so... How long you got? <laughs> and in, you know, six minutes before a commercial break, uh, I didn't have that much time. But we, we've done a series of podcasts lately on that subject. I just did one yesterday, which is going to drop probably this week or next, uh, with Matthew Reese on that subject. Uh, he uh, is... Matthew Reese, the actor? From the Americans? No, every time I look up Matthew <laughs> Reese, uh, I get that confused with right. this guy. This guy's not an actor. He's a uh, he. He is a, uh, a health advocate and a food a food <laughs> okay. uh, no, advocate. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, not not the same one. Okay. Um, and so this week we got one. Yeah. Talk about amorphous. Okay. A real essay question. All right. Shoot. Right? You know, can't answer it in, in a you know two minutes. Do supplements really work? Are they worth it? Take it away, Layla. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Okay. Do supplements really work? Yes. Are they worth it? Absolutely. Okay. Just the bare minimum. Okay. The soil that we grow our food in is no longer as mineral uh, robust as it was two hundred years ago. Right. So. At the bare minimum, as a little bit of a life insurance policy, you want to take some basic supplementation. Mm-hmm. At the very least, a multivitamin mineral formula. Uh, maybe you, you, you want to definitely take some vitamin D because everybody's walking around with sunblock on. Nobody's getting any sun. You're told to be afraid of the sun. Be afraid. Oh, all of that. A fish oil, things of that nature. Maybe a little additional vitamin C. Uh, going into the colder months, all of that. And then there's, Among pers- other things. Then there's personalized nutrition, depending yes. on what your medical condition is, what your genetics are, what your stage of life is, right. what your sex is, um, you know, and... What uh, symptoms you have, yeah. what kind of optimization right. you're looking for, right. all of the above. And we look at your supplements... hormonal status. We look at supplements as therapeutic tools yes. that, like drugs, have a medicinal effect right. um, or a simply a preventive effect. So mm-hmm. do they work? I mean, so as to do they work? Uh, I think that I think that this is hopefully a rhetorical question, is that the person doesn't believe that there's any question that supplements work. But some doctors and some uh, very conservative uh, health writers uh, essentially believe that supplements don't work, yeah. that they're a waste that, that, of time and money, right. and that if you eat a, quote, healthy, balanced diet, that you'll be fine. And the, uh, but the healthy, balanced diet grown on mineral deficient soil yeah. is part of the problem. Right. But so yeah. uh, now let's say supplements did not work. What we would find is in the scientific literature, hundreds, perhaps thousands of articles, yeah. which are negative studies about supplements, yes. showing that they work no better than placebo in mm-hmm. a variety of circumstances. Mm-hmm. However, the opposite is true. Uh, we see thousands of studies uh, that uh, enumerate the preventive and therapeutic benefits of supplements in a variety of settings. Yeah. Uh, so much so that one of our Bibles, I don't know if we have a copy here, yeah, uh, Gaby's Nutritional Medicine, Yes. Uh, which is a heavy tome. Right. Uh, I joke with Alan Gaby that uh, this uh, 
this 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 textbook will prolong your life because if you if you simply lift it uh-huh. several times a day, uh, you will get a major uh, exercise benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it weighs like you know eight pounds, right? And it's just t- small print, thousands of references. Mm-hmm. It's his life's work, mm-hmm. which is substantiating. The body of literature yeah. that supports the use of supplements. Yes. And so it, so that kind of addresses the do mm-hmm. supplements really work. And then the question is, are they worth it? That's yes. a separate question. Um, because... Uh, is it worth it for you to lower your histamine, your, your, your homocysteine by taking some B6, B12, folate, trimethylglycine to help do it so you can lower your fis- risk factor of cardiovascular disease? I say yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That's just one example out of hundreds sure. that we could talk about, right? Well, then the question is, um, you know, it, to get a really comprehensive supplement regime yeah. can be pricey. So I would say that it's kind of an issue of where do you place your priorities in life? Uh, People spend more money on their cars. Big time. They, I mean, like a dining room set or something. Oh like my that, gosh! People, know? people will have a seven hundred dollar car note that they pay every month, but they wouldn't consider. It's inconceivable that they should spend this right. for their health care. Sure. I'm not talking about insurance, folks. I'm talking about doctor visits and practitioner visits. What's a seven hundred dollar car note? I mean, that's a, like a car, a car, a car payment, payment, a monthly car payment. Where can you get a seven hundred dollar car? Crazy. Payment? That's crazy. That's too. Know. That's too low. It's too low, right? <laughs> Most of them are like a mortgage. It's like twelve hundred. Any kind of any kind of luxury thirteen hundred dollars. Luxury cars are like you know, oh, four yeah. digit monthly payments at least. Oh yeah. sure. So um, okay, so that being the case, uh, we're strongly in favor of the proposition that supplements really work, and are they worth it? Well, that's you know my priority. And look, frankly, I get uh, some freebies. I get, you know, people send me, you know, try this, try that. that sure. you know, and that's advantageous. But I actually pay considerable amounts of money for supplements. I mean, if I added it up, it would be thousands of dollars a year. Me too. And I, yep. you know, and I have, I'm an insider and I get, you know, the best prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use Fullscript. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, sometimes yep. I work directly with companies and order stuff direct and I may get like a, you know, wholesale discount. But literally, mm-hmm. I spend, I've spent thousands of dollars a year on supplements. I do too. And I, you know, I think for me that is a very, very important part of my priorities. Yeah. Um, just like I might spend more for organic food. Sure. Um, I, you know, might spend more for spend more for this now. Otherwise, you're going to spend more for your sick care later. Yeah. Isn't that what it comes down I to? I mean, it's just like prioritizing. Like you know, I spend money for a good pair of athletic shoes. I spend more, you know, money for. Uh, you know, a good bicycle. Yeah. Uh, I spend money for uh, swim memberships. Right. Uh, you know, so, you know, and that's where I prioritize things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think it's just a question of priorities now. If your priority is, you know, simple hedonism, um, you know. Right. Maybe, maybe it'll work out for you, but it's less likely that you will achieve mm-hmm. uh, quality of life and quantity of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to come back for a moment sure. to the lipoprotein little a, okay. <laughs> just as a bottom line. Which you're, you're I, not going to leave that alone. No, no, I can't because it, it came to me two in the morning okay. if I could sum it up in one sentence. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're saying yeah. that if you switch to a Mediterranean diet, mm-hmm. 
it still does not address the LDL becoming the type of particle you want, and it still does not lower lipoprotein little a, whereas a low-carb, higher, higher saturated fat diet will do both of those things. Right. And that's really the bottom line. Okay. Because everybody's talking Mediterranean diet, which is great. It's right. healthy yeah. if you're eating it in the right places, but not the Mediterranean diet that's been bastardized right. here in America, looking more like the old food pyramid. Right. Used to, oh, no. There's no low-fat dairy on a Mediterranean diet. Right. It's not there. Right. Okay? There's lots of olive oil. There's lamb. So there's the, pork. There's it's seafood. The, it's not They're the not olive eating garden, all nuts and beans and things. It's not the Olive things. Garden menu. Except, oh, golly, no. Yeah. That's not the Mediterranean diet. <laughs> no, that's not the Mediterranean it's, diet. Okay. So It's not classic pizza in, oh, no, 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 on no. the Lower East Side. No, no. exactly. <laughs> okay. So there we go. Okay. So, right. I think point well taken. Well, one thing I will say about the Mediterranean mm-hmm. diet is... Um, it kind of is anti-inflammatory because of all the beneficial polyphenols. That takes care of HSC-reactive protein, high-sensitivity C-reactive right. protein. Uh, and we certainly, I look, I think as a compromise, I think people would do themselves a lot of good by adhering to a Mediterranean diet. Absolutely. They, and in many cases, they might do better by doing what's, what I would call the salad and salmon diet, which is something yes. I developed about 30 years ago, which is, I said... Eat as if the flour meal had never been invented. Don't have bread. Don't have pasta. Exactly. Pasta is relatively recent in human history, and it's a concentrated carb with gluten. Both of those eating plans, salad and salmon diet and the Mediterranean, the proper Mediterranean diet, is all based on whole foods, the way they're found in nature, unprocessed, all of the above. And we also want to aim for a minimum of five colors a day in all of our produce, the orange of the carrots, the red of the tomatoes, the dark leafy greens of the arugula and the spinach, the red, orange, or yellow uh, peppers, the blue of the blueberries, the red of the raspberries and the strawberries, the black of the blackberries, the purple mm-hmm. of, of the plums, all of that. Yeah. All of that. We want to aim for five colors a day, minimum, yeah. in all of our produce. That's a col- the color signature the color of the diet. Signature. Get I those sometimes refer to as the rainbow diet. Yes. Okay, good stuff. All right. Um, so, okay, I think we've resolved um, one of the important questions. Do supplements really work? Are they worth it? Yes. You can tell <laughs> we have some very, very uh, considered opinions on that. And while we're at it, let me just share something that I feel very passionate about is PFAS chemicals, because PFAS chemicals uh, are a group of 12,000 chemicals that don't easily break down and have been found everywhere contaminating air, water, soil, and food. And I recently saw an article which uh, has found, unfortunately, that PFAS chemicals are present in breast milk of the average woman. So what are these chemicals doing to, you know, the offspring? We know that breastfeeding is beneficial, but, you know, are we basically introducing contaminants into our our, uh, very sensitive uh, Mm -hmm. infants? So... The FDA mm-hmm. uh, has been a laggard on this. They say from their testing that the vast majority of our food is safe from PFAS. Mm. So if that's the case, why are we all laden with PFAS? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alliance for Natural Health, of which I'm president now and medical director, we did uh, a series of tests on kale, which are you know considered super health food. Yeah. All the samples, whether organic or conventional, had PFAS 
residues in them. Yeah. And so it is ubiquitous in our environment. And the way to, to deal with it is not to stop eating kale because it's in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like even in breast milk. My goodness, what else? What more right. uh, pure form of food can you get? It's to eradicate it from the environment and stop introducing these PFAS chemicals. So I right. urge you to uh, go to banpfas.org to send messages to Congress, EPA, and the FDA, which uh, urge them to protect the public and ban PFAS for good. The Europeans are doing it. Yeah. It's time for us to get on the stick. Yeah. That's banpfas.org. And it's imperative that we take care of our terrain, that we take care of our detox pathways. You want to make sure that your toxic burden overall, as much as you can control, you can control the products that you use, the foods you eat, how you live, how you move, how you sleep, all of that, the amount of sunshine you get, the pure water that you drink. Make sure your detox pathways are working properly. Make sure you're getting good nutrition to support your detox pathways, your liver, your phase one, your phase two detoxification. Take care of your terrain, your microbiome. And when you're that. when you're on five or six different medications, hard to you, yeah, it's hard to detox because your med, your your body your liver's already hard. burdened with yep. detoxing those medications and you know harmful foods, excess calories, uh, bad yes. uh, you know preservatives and chemicals and foods. Right, you know it's you're you're just beating the hell out of your body's detox systems. Mm-hmm. We're overwhelming our ability to detoxify, and the net result is disease, cancer. You know right. It's, That's what happens when our bodies are overburdened yeah. and not detoxing as well as it could, which is the whole point. Okay, good point at mm-hmm. which to pause because as our listeners know, we divide our podcasts into two parts and we're answering questions. Questions come to questions at drhoffman.net. And Layla, give us a preview of what we're going to tackle in part two. I recently read an article that said when taking strontium, the calcium supplement should be a higher dose. Hmm. Is this true? Interesting. Okay. Well, uh take on that question when we return. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman today with Layla Mutin because it's our weekly Q&A with Layla. Layla's our resident nutritionist and we'll be right back with more in just a moment.